Hey everyone. In 2020 as county clerk, Chris Hollins captured a ton of national headlines when he instituted policies that made it easier to vote. Now, Chris is running for city controller in this year's election, and he joins me today to talk about what it's like running for local office and trying to win such an important race. It's Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Chris, man, I'm so excited to have you on CityCast Houston. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a real uh, pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I know you listen, which is kind of cool. We met at the Parks Luncheon, and you're like, hey, I actually kind of listen to this. So it's an honor to have you here, and I know it's a busy time, so I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. It was it was kind of weird because you know I didn't recognize you visually, and then you started talking, and I was like, oh, my God. So uh, you know, I'm a fan of your voice. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I'm a fan of your work. So before we get into talking about what it's like running for office and everything that's been going on, you're running for city controller, and that means you'll be the chief financial officer managing all aspects of the city's funds. When it comes to your own house, are you on top of the budget and making sure that the funds are being correctly spent? You know, you have a wife and two kids, so are you on top of the budget at home? Oh, man, that is a tough question. Uh, <laughs> I won't profess to be the, the boss of anything uh, in my household, but uh, I, I do my best. But no, my, my wife and I actually on a monthly basis, like we, we have a spreadsheet that we go through every single line item expense. Uh, categorize it and and try to stick to a budget. Um, you know, it's, it's tough these days. And, you know, as kids, even though we, we're experienced now, you know, our oldest is six years old, there's always a new surprise. And so that part of the budget is is fun. Yeah. But I think we do a pretty good job of, of nailing down and making sure that the key things are taken care of. And then when we can, you know, leaving a little bit where, uh, you know, I can go have fun and, and same thing with my wife. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's it's always got to be fun when you look at the Target expense and you're like, okay, honey, what are you doing at Target? Why is it 200 bucks? You say you're just going to go pick up some food and now we're at 200 bucks, right? That's I do that with my wife all the time. I'm like, hey, really? What are we doing here? I thought you were just going to go pick up some diapers and all of a sudden there's a $200 charger at Target. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the good thing when I'm city controller, I'll, I'll be able to look into every single one with detail and ask every question yeah. I want to ask. At home, you got to pick your battles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. So what exactly does a city controller do from a policy perspective? Sure. So, I mean, your policymakers, frankly, are your mayor and, and your city council. Uh, the, the city controller is, is the accountability officer, the watchdog. Right. And so it's not that I won't have my own policy views, nor that I won't express them. But ultimately, your elected members of city council and your mayor are going to be the ones that vote uh, on those you know, through the council agenda. You know, what we do is, number one, provide transparency. Right. There are a lot of questions that regular Houstonians have about where these dollars are going. And, and frankly, our mayor and our city council have some of those same questions sometimes. And so being able to lay out that information in a way that people can understand and grasp and sort of translate to their daily lives or at the city level, translate to our day-to-day -day operations uh, is critically important. And then ultimately, they can't spend money without me saying we have the money to spend. It's called certifying the availability of funds. And so, uh, you know, in that same way we were talking about the target bill, I, you know, there's a point where you say, hey, 
you know, Christmas is going to have to be, you know, on this budget this year. And there's there's no way we can get around that. And that's the same thing with our city. Uh, we, we have some real fiscal challenges that are going to really be staring us in the face in the next administration. And so um, I'm going to have to be, again, honest and straightforward with our leaders to say, look, here's the bounds that we have to operate within. And we have to figure out how to figure out how to do it, just like uh, everybody else does. So, I mean, that's a really incredibly important position, right? And when you're running for that office, you're also running in a cycle where the biggest race everyone is talking about is the mayor's race, and that's getting headlines. What's it like running for a position that is, again, so incredibly important, but doesn't get the attention that it should from voters and media? Yeah, I mean, well, welcome to the world of almost every political candidate of all time, right? I mean, you think about mm. next year, there's going to be a presidential uh, election on the ballot. But here in Harris County, we're going to have like 40 judges that are running that do very, very important work. And that, you know, the decisions that they make on a daily basis come closer to our doorstep than what's happening in Washington, D.C. And and frankly, very few people will ever know their names or remember their names besides that five second time when they're pressing that button in the voting booth. And so, you know, it's you have to operate within that reality to say, look, my job is to in this moment that I have somebody's attention, share my vision, uh, make sure they remember my name. Uh, mm -hmm. But also in, in my case, it's reminding them, you know, the service that I've already provided for them. You know, look, you know, a lot of politicians, a lot of people seeking these office, they make promises. They say, here's what I can do. Uh, and what's great for our race is we can say, look, look at what I've already done. Look at how we fought for you. Look how we protected democracy. Look how we made voting so much easier. And that same mindset of innovation, that same mindset of offering new solutions and common sense solutions to everyday problems, we can bring to serving as your chief financial officer and even though we don't set policy, we can offer those ideas, those recommendations, those best practices to every single city department so that we can be doing better with the investment that you're making in the city of Houston. So the way you do that, you're on the campaign trail for this election. Like, what is that like for a local campaign trail? How are you going out about like how many people are you talking to? Yeah. So I've been running nonstop. On election day, it will be 21 months to the day. Um, and, and I've been a full-time candidate. I made the decision to set aside my law practice and focus fully on serving the city of Houston. And so oftentimes, especially in the early days, it was getting on the phone, calling people saying, I want to meet with you. It was um, aligning my calendar with you know organizations that Clearly, the people there are deeply concerned with the future of the city of Houston. So you think about you know civic clubs and homeowners association. I was on the board of my civic club in my neighborhood for four years, mm. and you know those meetings can be really interesting. The, the concerns that folks have, um, oftentimes, especially as a younger person, you're just like, all right, this is not at the top of my agenda. But you know that the people are in that room because they care deeply, right? And so. Having an opportunity to sit with a civic club um, that's been doing things like just trying to keep the streets of their neighborhood clean and doing small things to help 
you know, with safety initiatives and other things like that. You know that you have the attention again for that brief moment for five minutes uh, of folks who really, really care and are going to be paying attention to the race that you're running in. And so just being able to, to, again, remind them who I am and what I've done, share with them some of the ideas that I have uh, for the office and why this this office that many people don't know about is so important. You just have to, to seize that moment. As we get closer to Election Day and early voting is ongoing, I'm sure it's ramped up even more in terms of meeting with people, going to lunches, talking to all sorts of organizations. What does your day look like right now? Well, uh, surprisingly, you know, in this moment, because voting has already started. Right. And so right now the die has been cast for the most part. Now we're still working hard. We're on the phones throughout the day. We're knocking on doors. We're trying to encourage people to go and vote, to exercise. Uh, their constitutional right to determine the future of this city and this community and this state and so on, right? But oftentimes the can you know the candidate schedule again going to these civic clubs, going to candidate forums, interviewing with organizations that might make an endorsement and so on. That stuff has all been done, right? By the time voting started, mm. uh, these endorsements have been made. We're thrilled that we got the the Houston Chronicles endorsement for city controller along you know with. Truly, every forward-looking organization in this city, if they've made an endorsement, they've endorsed us. We're excited about that. Uh, but those meetings are behind us. And so I'm not twiddling my thumbs, but there is this sort of calm before the storm right now because the votes are going in. We've really done the work uh, for the most part. And a lot of it is just wait until election night you know, with your fingers crossed. But, you know, you try to stay busy. Gotcha. And, you know, we're still... These yeah. campaigns, large or small, they're fueled by contributions from members of the community. And so we're still working uh, to fully fund uh, our budget. We have commercials up on television. We're very proud of the, the ad campaign that we're running. That's not cheap. And so making sure that that's fully funded, that our workers are getting paid, that we're keeping the lights on. That's the biggest part of my job. Um, but when we, you know, when we can on lunch and in the evenings after work, we're out physically at the polls, shaking hands, asking people to vote for us. And um, again, at this point, just one election night to get here as fast as I can. Houston's original neighborhood downtown is for everyone and it's poppin'. It's our open-hearted home for our biggest celebrations and our treasured hidden gems. From the world-class theater district to incredible green spaces like Discovery Green, downtown is the place to be. In fact, more people visited downtown Houston last year than the entire population of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio combined. There's no better time to live downtown than now. From starter apartments to luxury lofts, everyone can take Take advantage of the arts, business, culture, entertainment, food, and recreation. Now, you might think of downtown as only the heartbeat of Houston's regional economy, which it is, but there's so much more to it, including free events throughout the week with Downtown Houston Plus. From the Market Square Park Farmer's Market every Saturday to Yoga Flow every Wednesday, you can find something to do and eat and watch in Downtown Houston. Learn more at downtownhouston.org. Down Town Houston, get energized and revived. 
it's always fascinating to me when a younger candidate is running. You have two young kids, a wife, as we talked about, and you have the responsibilities of home in addition to everything you've done in the last 21 months. What was that like balancing family while running for local office? Sure. Well, you know, I don't want to make it seem that it's any different than the struggles of any other working parent in Houston. You know, before we went on air, you and I were talking about kid drop off in the morning. Uh, you know, that's part of my responsibility because my evenings can be really unpredictable. So my one solid time usually uh, with the kids is getting them up out of bed, making sure they brush their teeth, put their clothes on. Socks. Socks has been the biggest issue lately, getting both of my kids to just oh put socks on. Uh, but but then we get them How off. Do they always forget socks. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> but then you get them off to school and then you have your day. Right. And um, I think the toughest part as a candidate is, is weekends because Saturdays and Sundays can be jam packed full of events. There's no shortage of things that uh, that I could be attending to try to get my face and my name out there to, to try to get an opportunity again to talk to a crowd of people who might be interested in what I have to say. And for most working parents, that's the time that you get to spend uh, with your kids. Uh, you know, going to the soccer games, figuring out, you know, uh, a movie to go check out or go kick a ball around in the park. And that has been uh, where, you know, I've needed the most help. And of course, my wife has been a champ. She uh, works harder than I do. She's a corporate lawyer. And so she's a super mom. And we also have family. I grew up right here in Houston. And so my kids have have aunts and uncles and grandparents who step in as well as, you know, friends who have become family who have really helped us out. But, um, but this is, this is a job in like any other. And uh, again, there, there are Houstonians who are working double shifts to make ends meet and, and, and face these same challenges. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's the hard part, right? Like there are other people working just as hard. And as you mentioned, balancing two jobs with kids and, you just, I don't know how they do it, man. It's incredible. And we hope that it gets better, right? That's the one thing about Houston is like, we hope it gets better and they don't have to do that, but it is cool to hear you recognize that like it, it is tough out there. Um, the other thing that's tough is, look, you've used a lot of your social media to get your messaging out for the race. How hard is it when you are trying to capture headlines in local publications, news channels during the election cycle? And they might be like, well, look, not many people care about the city control race as much as they do about the mayor's race. And we talked a little bit about that. But in terms of the media side of it, how hard is it? I think it's tough, again, for for any office that you're running for to say, hey, this is really, really important. And, and you also pay more attention to it. The the media, as much as you think about journalism as getting the truth out there and so on, they have to sell newspapers. They have to get clicks. Right. And so they're focusing a lot of their attention on things that they know are going to be of deep interest to the community. And even in the mayor's race, where only 20 percent of people care enough to cast a ballot. Right. Even fewer people are going to want to read uh, about what might be some very, very important issue to me that I think, you know, is going to impact the city of Houston in a major way, but feels like a niche issue to, you know, the everyday person who, again, has so much to 
you know, to try and balance and so many things that are vying for their attention. But ultimately, you know, you got to focus on what's most important, period. And you take the news headline when it comes, but you got to focus on doing the work. You know, we we got a lot of national Mm -hmm. headlines when I was serving as county clerk. But it wasn't because we were out there saying, hey, CNN, look at us. It was because we were focused on delivering democracy in new and compelling ways for the people of the city of Houston and Harris County. And lo and behold, drive through voting took off. Right. Uh, But we didn't do that to say when we do this, there's a headline coming with it. We did it because we knew that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people would get an opportunity to vote that otherwise may not have cast a ballot. So that's why we did it. And ultimately, the impact that we had is what drove, you know, media in our direction. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Now, going through this process for the last 21 months, as you've mentioned, running for office, this is an open-ended question because I'm curious to learn what you would change. If you could change anything for future candidates that are running, this could be from raising money to other issues that you've run into while campaigning. What would you change? Campaign finance is a, is a huge thing. Um, you have folks who come in with great personal wealth and don't have to raise a dime and are at an advantage from day one. You have elected officials who have been able to raise money for decades, who have a war chest, who are at a huge advantage on day one. And then that puts somebody who's just well-meaning, who's bringing new ideas at an extreme disadvantage. And it makes it much less likely that you'll have any opportunity for success. Beyond that, as I just mentioned, a huge chunk of my day, I'm spending asking people for money when I would love to be spending that time getting prepared to be the next city controller. Or I would love to be spending that time, again, reaching other folks out in the community, being able to have one more conversation with somebody in a part of Houston that I haven't got to spend as much time in as I would like. And then you have, especially at the national level, I won't say so much about here at the local level, but you have special interests that are able to drive the conversation. You have special interests that are able to have much more of a, you know, an impact or to direct the potential results of an election then they should. And so we have to get campaign finance laws to be sensible, uh, to be one that are focused on leveling the playing field. That's thing number one in my mind. But of course, look, I would love for the media to cover some of these races in more depth so that you can get your voice out there, so that you can get your message out there. I would love for the media to spend more time telling people why judicial elections in 2024 are so critical to safety and fairness and justice in our communities in ways that they never will, at least, you know, in in the foreseeable future in my mind. So, yeah, so those are two things. But campaign finance is the biggest uh, where folks who are wealthy or have connections or are frankly bought and paid for by special interests are going to have a better shot at success than folks who are working on behalf of of everyday Houstonians and Texans. 
Perfectly said. Before I let you go, what is it like when you step into the booth and you cast your ballot and you pick your name? What's that feeling like? <laughs> it, it was quick, but it was cool to see. Uh, it was cool to see because of all the work that we've done that culminated in that moment. And we vote as a family. So my wife and I, and my two kids go and somehow we let the kids pick which one of mom and dad goes with each one of them. And so I had my daughter with me this time around and I'm letting her read, you know, there were 15 different propositions and she's trying to read through those. And on some of them, I just said, I got this, honey, let's just keep moving. But then we get to the controller's <laughs> race and she's reading through the names and she sees dad right there. And so being able to cast that vote was really incredible. And like I said, we're looking forward to the results here on November 7th. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in the race. And we will keep an eye out on the results. And it was a blast talking to you, Chris. Hey, thanks. And I look forward to coming back on soon. That was Chris Holland. You can learn more about him with the link in our show notes. And while you're there, you can also check out the episodes that we've done on the mayor's race and also the key amendments on this year's ballot. So with only two days left in the early voting process, we're curious, did you go out and vote already? How was it? Let us know about your experience with the information in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Uh, no, I think we're good to go. And yeah, if I uh, say anything too stupid, I'll just press pause and start over. <laughs>